Oh my god. Come on, Sean. Get with hey, the program, bud. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. The program is gotten with. <laughs> I'm in uh, and take the shot are two of the most commonly used phrases in cheesy action movies made after 1999. Well, you... According to Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So you take the shot. Yes. That's you know. also according to Michael Scott. I don't know if you guys knew that. Also attributed with that quote. So who really should be attributed with the quote? Probably James Paley. <laughs> I definitely haven't actually said it yet, so feel free to put my name under it any time you write it down. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Press X, the podcast, where it's episode number 26 for the week of July 23rd, 2018. I'm your host, Paul Sullivan, and uh, live from the island, it's Sean Petraschek. Can you believe I'm back two times in a row? Mm, no. Right? No. No, I know. It's been so sporadic with the move and everything. And uh, you know what we didn't celebrate last week, which I'm surprised kind of just flew over all of our heads, is we're a quarter century old, fellas. We did it. 25 episodes, like, in the can. That's pretty impressive. Is that what making it looks and feels like? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe ask me when we hit 50. 50 feels like a better milestone. 50 is a good milestone. It is a good milestone. We'll get there. And uh, live from the heat of the city, uh, possibly from a closet, it's James Paley. Yeah, I'm not from a closet today, but it's good to check in and make sure one time I might be, and it's better that you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love having you on the podcast, I swear to Christ. What were the circumstances of the closet? I can't remember. Okay, so basically, I really, you, I got called in to record kind of last minute, and I kind of already promised my girlfriend, hey, we should hang out tonight. And then I was like, I really have to do this thing. And she was like, you just come over and do it, and then we can hang out afterwards. I was like, I'm fucked, sure. So I dragged my laptop and the microphone and all that other stuff into the smallest room in the apartment, which was the closet. So it was just me and some sewing gear and a vacuum cleaner, and I we, we had it at a podcast. It was fucking magic. Did you actually, like... You fully closed the door and everything, like, completely in the closet? Yeah, Sean. Hmm. Was it tight? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a super comfortable two hours, I'm going to say. So it was an uncomfortable, it was an uncomfortable place. Sean, you son of a bitch. Go where you're going to go, all right? You're you're leading me somewhere. Let's get there. You know, let's... No, no, I'm just curious. (laughs) <laughs> was it an uncomfortable place? Like the back y- of a yes. Volkswagen? <laughs> yes, it was not a comfortable place. <laughs> Does anybody even know that joke anymore? About getting screwed in an uncomfortable place? What, like in the back of a Volkswagen? Like, I can't even remember what that's from. I have never heard it, so I can't help you. I think <laughs> it's a, I, I honestly think it's like a Kevin, Sp- uh, a Kevin Smith movie or something. That's probably why no one remembers it. Oh, you shut your dirty mouth. Kevin Smith is a genius. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, underappreciated for his hockey jerseys. Hey, come on. Have you seen Have you seen Dogma? I have. Dogma yes. is a great movie. Yes. One of Alan a- Rickman's greatest roles, too, might I add. It was, mm. a, it was a fantastic piece of art, and it was scarcely 
17 years ago. Gosh, just like yesterday. Um, Kevin Smith made a lot of good movies. Okay, like, look, we shit all over, all over Uwe or Uwe or Volva or whatever his name is last movie, movie. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, but Kevin Smith, like, he's the, yeah, he doesn't make Oscar winners, but Chasing Amy was good. Uh, 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 Mallrats, Clerks, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. These are all great movies. These are, they're funny movies. Yes, yes. And at least one of the ones you mentioned was from the 24th. First century. I'm just saying, Sean, I feel like maybe your appreciation of this man's filmography and the time in your life when you viewed them could possibly be linked. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe possibly, but I mean, they're still funny to me now. Does that just mean I haven't grown up? Yes, but nobody does, Sean. It's fine. All right, fine. He has, <laughs> a, he has have a new show. He has something trying to go on like some... I don't know if it's streaming or something. I think it's called Rivet. But anyways, it's a he's trying to do a show called Hollyweed. I keep seeing it pop up on Facebook, which is very on brand. Hollyweed. I was, I was about to ask if his new show was like Hollywood Squares or something. He seems like the kind <laughs> of guy that would be in the top left square. Well, let's give the guy a break. He almost died like three months ago or four months ago, remember? And then now he's like dropped like 40 pounds and... He's healthier and his heart works and apparently smoking more weed than ever. Oh, oh I didn't hear about that. So uh, uh, glad he's okay. Me too. That's yeah, good. keep on keeping on, Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> keep on uh, bringing back memories from 20 years ago for Sean. Please do, actually. Um, my, my long-term memory is much better than my short-term memory. I'm pretty sure that's a sign of me slowly losing my mind, so... I was going to say it's a sign of you moving to the island. Yeah, could be. You know who smokes a lot of weed now? This guy. <laughs> I'm lying. Subtle. I don't smoke weed. Very subtle. I'm lying. I, I don't even smoke weed. The last time I tried an edible, I was high for like 14 hours, and I'm like, fuck this. It sucked. The only drugs we take around here are video games. Yep. Yeah, say drugs are bad. Cook, yes, drugs are cook bad. Cook up Don't the do latest drugs. releases on a metal spoon and punch them right in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> well, which uh, varieties of metal spoon uh, laden drugs did you consume this week, James? Uh, this week, I was waist deep in the Mega Men. I was playing the Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2 for review, and it was fucking lovely because i have very fond memories of those games well i mean x1 everything else i've just played as an adult but they're still really rad so whatever being waist deep in mega men makes me chuckle you know <laughs> i don't know why. i resisted so hard like i'm like i'm pretty sure it's passe to say that's what she said but i just i was yeah but i'm bumped I mean, what kind of an incredible day is this woman having if that is indeed what she said? <laughs> wow. Well, there go all our female listeners. Thanks for coming. They're off to be waist deep in Mega Men. In Mega Men. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so is this collection worthwhile, James? Or... Uh, actually, it's it is of all the 
ports or versions of these games, specifically Mega Man X, that I've played uh, since the original Super NES version, this one feels really, really precise. Like, um, I hadn't played X in, like, seriously in, like, a, a year or two, and I was just fucking on point right from the get-go, just doing better than I'd done in fucking years because, like, all, all the inputs are, like, laser precise, and it's uh, actually a really satisfying experience. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any downsides to the collection? What's the price Except, like? Uh, can't remember if it's Canadian or American because I don't usually distinguish. Uh, but um, like twenty bucks for each individual volume, or like forty bucks for the bundle. I think it was just the bundle you can get on PS4, which is kind of shitty because seven and eight are not good. But um, they control so fucking well on PlayStation that I feel like it's almost worth the the entry fee. But like um, everywhere else, you can just go one or the other if you don't give a shit about the first or the last four games. Hmm. Um, but yeah, everything everything else about them has been a really positive experience. There you go. Uh, Capcom adding to the Mega Man legacy with more Mega Men Always more Mega Men. Uh, Mega Man 11 coming out next year? Mm. Pretty sure it's next year. Isn't yeah. it? I mean, pretty good the... at E3, so... I only, yeah. I, I only got to walk past the booth before... That was the one nice thing about the new position. It was being able to get into the floor before it officially opened. So, you know, I was able to jump on the odd onto the odd console or odd, you know, thing to, to play a little bit, but I did walk past the booth and they had a really, they had that neat booth there where it showed um, on, on the, I guess it would have been the backside of the Capcom booth. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was like the progression of Mega Man. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. um, there's there, there's a bunch of stations in the back wall where you could play the various legacy. That's right. In it. It yeah. Was awesome. Yeah, that Actually. was super, super cool. And then, and then I saw a little bit of Eleven, and it looks, yeah, it looks so fucking hot. Like, it's uh, it's coming out this October, actually. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah, October second, twenty eighteen. Uh, God. yeah, it looks super God. solid. Man, now that I'm paying for games all the time, my wallet's gonna hate October. October is insane. Your wallet will hate it, but you, Sean, you will love it, and that's the important thing. It's true. I mean, now with my relaxed island lifestyle. Uh, I got more time for games than ever. Just rub it in, Sean. Just rub yeah. it in. Yeah, it's like salt in the wound. How I do. <laughs> just just lay back with your stogie the size of a baby's arm and <laughs> enjoy October. <laughs> that is a strange a cigar measurement. No shit. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't think I can smile like a donut that Wide, like, ah, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> I don't believe you. I think it would work. You, you know, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you play any games, Sean? I see a couple things here that maybe would be up your alley. Yeah, no, I played, um, I finally picked up Owlboy. Um, it was on sale on, for PS4. <clears throat> And it's one that I've kind of had my eye on for a long time. And I mean, I don't know. I kind of wanted to get it for Switch, but 
I was like, eh, 40 bucks, $18, eh, I'm gonna stick with the PS4. But um, I haven't gotten far enough into it to say that I love it, but the early goings, I've maybe played for like, say, two hours. It's a really, really good game. I mean, it just did, it's basically, I don't know, it just, it makes me feel kind of like a kid again a little bit, you know what I mean? But it's just, but they've also got that more, just the more next gen, I hate using the words next gen, but it just got that polish that obviously games back in the day didn't have. So it's just, it, it just seems very pure and very fun. Um, so I'm pretty excited to go a little bit further into it. Um, I should probably actually take the time to right now let my boy Brad know that he owes me $10 and that he can't hold the fact that 16 years ago he paid my rent once or twice because I paid him back. So Brad, you owe me $10 for Owl Boy. I'm keeping track and I'm taking interest. That is, without a doubt, the strangest call-out I have ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> he listens all the time, and he's going to get a laugh out of it, because anytime we argue about money, he likes to remind me of the fact that I was a bum 20 years ago, which is completely true, and he had to lend me a lot of money, which is completely true. <laughs> but I got better. The 10 bucks seems a little petty, Sean. Not going to lie. No, but see, we gamed the system with uh, PlayStation and uh, I actually gave him my profile. So his console is technically my home console. And so he got all the games. We're talking about a guy who literally bought a PS4 like seven months ago and I'd been reviewing games and blah, blah, blah. I had one on launch day. So it's like, yo, here's a hundred and some odd, 140 free games. Have at her. Wow. But yeah, and speaking of games, I also, and I honestly, I can't really say anything about it at this point because it did only come out today. I spent maybe an hour in No Man's Sky and man, it is a different game. It's 100% a different game. I mean, I can't really go into too many specifics because I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm doing more than just scratching the surface, but it is a complete overhaul and probably is everything that everybody who bought it in like way back when was looking for. So whether or not I stick with it, who knows? I mean, it's tough for a PlayStation person who's played it for two years versus somebody on Xbox who, if they're only on Xbox, who just picked it up. For them, everything's new. But for anybody that's been playing it for a while, I don't know if it'll be enough to pull them back into the fold, but we'll see. Cool. Anything else? Nah. 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 Went yeah. swimming in the ocean once. Did oh, that yeah. instead. Yeah. Hmm. It's nice because it's hot. It is a little warm. Uh, I think basically across the planet, it's a little hot right now. Are we going to hear global warming rant right now? or? Mm, no. No. No? No. You just said across the planet. Yeah, like, it's, it's allowed to get hot, you know. I know, but that just well, sounds rather daunting. Across the well, planet. I mean, like, like, like the whole, you can cross the whole planet and be in the same, you know, fucking hemisphere. So, yeah, for sure. Oh. <laughs> like, it's summer over half the stupid world, Sean. That's, you know. Like maybe if you, like, the blew the equator, for example. Yeah, yeah, hot the whole time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
it reminds me. Have you ever seen that? It's an old YouTube video of that Haitian weatherman that's like stoned as fuck. No? <laughs> Everywhere you go, go be hot. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. You've never seen this guy? I'm sure it's absolutely priceless, Sean. It um, is because they don't even have like a real weather thing. Because, oh god, makes me sound horrible. I'm pretty sure it's Haitian. But they've just got like a wall with like stickers on the wall where it's just sun everywhere. <laughs> and the weatherman, he just, he's just smiling. And they ask him about the weather. And he's like, yeah, everywhere you go, it's going to be hot. And then it goes back to the anchor girl, and she's like, I guess I don't need to wear a jacket. And it goes back to him, and he just can't keep his shit in tune, and he just loses it. He just starts laughing like a madman. It's one of the best things on the internet from, like, 12 years ago. Good God. <laughs> you just continue gonna... to date yourself here, Sean. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> Maybe not that long ago. I'm going to look this shit up, and we'll make sure we have it on the... We'll put it in the notes for the cast. It's funny. I will right. say this this seems like a pretty good time to transition into the news because there is some weather person related news. That was there a is. money segue. Yeah. That's uh that's what I do. That's what I sit here in silence day after day coming up with segues. Um <laughs> that's what you people who are listening don't hear is all the time and preparation it takes to put together a fantastic, well-reasoned podcast, such as Press X the Podcast. I don't know if anybody else could do the uh, could do the, the the transitions like you. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I'm sure someone could. It would just take a lot of studying. You know, you're you're up in the old timey library. You've got the little fucking uh, little candle lit lantern by your side. You're scribbling shit with a big quill, like a fountain pen. You're like. Coming up, scratching up shit, throwing up balls of paper out behind your shoulder, like, damn it, this is never gonna be right. And then, you know, hours later, like lightning strikes, and you're just, Eureka! You've got four more segues, and it's hard, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd really like to turn that into a video for the YouTube. <laughs> that could be insanely hilarious. Just a little Mozart playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, anyways, the news piece that I was referring to is that Douglas Martin, a.k.a. Phase Sensor, who I've never heard of, and um, based on his picture is a moderately unattractive individual, uh, apparently dumped his girlfriend, who is... Uh, Celebrity Mexican weather girl lady Yannick Garcia. Boy. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> Bro. So it, the uh, the story here is that he dumped this girl who is absolutely gorgeous, so that he could focus on winning a Call of Duty championship. He will okay. regret this. Okay, so he... All right. We can... Ugh. We got to look at this technically from both sides of it, I guess, in that how many relationships have probably, you know, been split off because one person chooses to, to, to chase a career. 
I do appreciate that. And I mean, I don't know if it's maybe because we're from a generation where we go chasing the game of being a professional video game player just is a little, just doesn't hold weight as much, I guess. Like if he was like, I want to be president, like, well, okay, you know, but it's because it's Call of Duty that we go, you're an idiot. And I mean, for anybody who uses the internet, everybody knows who the Mexican weather girl is. Like, there's literally memes about this woman. <laughs> and he left her behind for Call of Duty. Like, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying, Sean. I understand. Sometimes it's you got a career, you got to pursue it. There's going to be casualties. I'm just trying to provide balance. I don't think I actually believe it. Yeah. Like, for anybody who doesn't know, this schlubby, pasty white dude dumped the hottest weather girl on Earth. Undisputedly. Like, it's an objective fact. Like, I, 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 okay, I can't prove that, but, like, go ahead. Argue with me on this point. But, like, he dumps the world's hottest weather girl to win a game tournament. And, critically important second point, based on the two photos I saw, I have literally no idea how he originally landed the world's hottest weather girl. Like, dude, this good fortune is never coming again. Lightning like, doesn't very rarely strikes twice in the same yeah. place. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, son, son, sorry, you fucked up. Okay. If lightning does happen to strike again for this guy, it is going to be a literal bolt from the heavens through his heart uh, as punishment. <laughs> did you guys see, I, I quickly threw up in the podcast doc another link. Uh, did you see how uh, during the World Cup recently, uh, she allowed her co-anchors, because her booty is basically legendary, that's what they say. Uh, so she allowed her two co-anchors or, or whatnot to kick her in the booty for good luck when Mexico played Germany. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't actually pressed play on the video because I don't want to, excuse me, I don't want to like feed through into the cast here, but um, I'm bookmarking this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good quality content for later. Oh my goodness. Ah, man, I mean... You know that this guy's just going to get criticized up and down. I mean, at least he's chasing something. It probably no one would bat an eye if it was literally anybody else. <laughs> yeah, like if it was like I broke up with a girlfriend to win a tournament. I'm like, man, I mean that sucks, but I hope you win. And then <laughs> they find out who the girl was, and they're like, you know, let's just throw it out there the the possibility that this is. The world's best publicity stunt. Hey, you know what? It's true. People are going to pay attention to this guy now, and it could go well for him. However, and this is really important, he kind of has to win the tournament. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Because if he doesn't win the tournament... He's lost at life? Well... I mean, I feel like that's the only thing that's going to make this move worth it, if anything will. I don't know how much he could potentially get for this or, like, what kind of career stuff could happen. I do know that pro game players kind of have a short shelf life because it is a fantastically stressful occupation. Um, 
that a lot of them just burn right out before they hit 30. Some mm-hmm. before they hit 25 because it is just so high stakes all the time. And this guy is, uh, what is he like? 20, 23. Okay, so he's not quite at the burnout stage yet, but he's pretty on his way. So I, I, I just, I don't know, unless there's some sort of second phase of a person's career that they can move on to after being a pro gamer. Like if you, like if you have a career as a, a, a commentator or, or something, or some sort of like uh, tangential YouTube personality, then potentially this could have been a good long-term move. But again, he should probably win. Well, if he doesn't, man, did he fuck up. I mean, I'd argue even if he does, he... Uh, he shit the bed pretty hard. <laughs> like, oh well. I, yeah, he did it publicly too. He apparently, it's in in that first article. He says in a YouTube video, "I don't have time for a girlfriend." Would you chase your dreams or chase a girl? Pondered one person on Garcia's Instagram page. Well, I guess that's fair, but. See, I don't know, but see, okay, see, here's the thing. Like, she's all over social media. He's all over social media. I didn't know her name. I just knew Mexican Weather Girl. Now I know her name. Maybe they're both in on it. Mm. I'm smelling a conspiracy here. Yeah, but, okay, okay, but, but, if you're going to do a breakup as a power move, it's possible it will backfire because then the two suddenly famous people will have options available to them relationship-wise that they did not previously. Yeah, and it's probably, I mean, probably Brad Pitt has probably reached out by now. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. uh, I don't know who else. Who else are all, like, hot dudes that chicks like? They probably all reached out, so she's off the market for sure already. I'm pretty Paul, sure you just picked Paul, two incredibly married male celebrities, but I like... Are they actually? <laughs> I don't know who's uh, married. I don't follow celebrity BS. All I know is that Brad Pitt divorced Angelina Jolie, so I think you're wrong. Okay, I'm going to change the subject because I can't, for the safety of my health and the function of my heart and head, spend any more time talking about who it is or is not married because <laughs> fuck me. No. Forget forget that noise. I'm Anyways, was that a newly sing, newly single girl, newly sad man? It's it's the way of the world. Anyways, can we go back? Did I just hear a cat? Yeah, that was my cat. All right, so dorky dude dumps hot chick. Everybody laughs. Next. <laughs> yeah, next indeed. Uh, I think. Probably we don't really need to discuss this that much, but they're making a mini Commodore 64, which is coming out this October for the hot retail price of 70 US dollars. Okay, okay. Well, why um, though? Did any of you guys play the Commodore 64? Because I kind of missed that one. Um, no. I played the Commodore 64. I actually had, before that, um, I had the VIC-20. And I learned, you know, I mean, I was a kid. I was, I don't know, like eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. Learned how to program in basic. And then, yeah, I got the 64 and, you know, learned how to make games. And, you know, obviously, like, pretty ghetto ones for sure. Uh, it has its place. 
And I mean, I know, um, I know somebody who actually picked up an original Commodore 64, I don't know, just a few weeks ago. But I mean, we're talking somebody who's like hardcore level fandom, you know, bought, went out and found the disc for Maniac Mansion and was, you know, but is there a market for something? Like who's going to actually buy that? I feel like that's a, uh, something that you would want to like. Okay. <laughs> uh, James, your pizza driver's outside. That's true. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. So hungry. Anyways, um, I think this is one of those projects you would want to kickstart so you can accurately gauge consumer interest because, like, I know definitely at least one and a half people who would buy this thing, maybe. Well, they saw Ta Tommy Tallarico with the Intellivision thing and went, ho, 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 we're getting in on this. Gravy train's coming into the station. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, looking at the, the, the included list of games and stuff, and it's like... I don't know, man. Like the machine will also output at 720p and 60 hertz via HDMI. Who cares? The games are 35 years old. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> who, who cares? gives a shit if they look super high def? That's the oldest fucking games you get. Like, why? Whatever. It just seems like we're on this trend right now of you know, the NES opened the door and then everybody basically viewed it as a money maker and so we're just getting all these cheesy iterations of shit from days gone by that no one really wants i don't see this being a success i really and i, I hate being negative i mean i'd love if it was a success you know but i just don't see anybody parting with 70 bucks us so like 100 odd bucks for canada to play a game from 35 years ago well it's like any trend there has to come a point where somebody tries it and fails or like people start trying it and failing like like the NES and the Super NES exploded because Nintendo's just generally pretty hot right now but like as as much as that tends to be like a call to action for other like legacy hardware people like that is not necessarily a trend you can successfully imitate, and it's going to take one of them failing quite miserably for them to figure that out. And maybe it'll be these guys. Maybe it'll be Tommy Tellerico, you know? You know, the thing is, is that they're they're riding a wave where, I mean, I have the NES Classic. I have the Super NES. You know, who, how many people, when they bought it, they bought it because of the nostalgia, right? Like, oh my God, I really need it. And then they get it. And they probably devoted a good week to it, and then it just started to gather dust, right? So even those people who are those kind of, those people who might fall into that and go, yeah, I want it. I'm like, I'm super stoked about having that. They might have learned their lesson. Some of these people have learned their lesson and went, yeah, I got that NES classic that's gathering dust. Oh, and that S, the, the Super NES that's kind of, I haven't turned that on in like six months. Hmm, you know what? I'm going to skip it. Like, even if this had the caliber to keep up, you know? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I feel like the only one who's going to be doing it justice is if, you know, if we start getting, you know, if we get the N64, for example, or something like that. Yeah, looking at the list of games on the C64 Mini, I am, like, struggling to remember what any of these games even are, let alone consider them as classic or worthy of being played again now well, let's, 30 let's, years down the road 
let's take stock. Um, it does note that the C64 Mini is a 50% smaller version of the classic 1982 home computer system. And I'm not exactly sure how old you are, but something tells me you were just barely a gleam in your daddy's eye at that point. Like, or yep. just shortly after, like, it's not, be not even close that to at that point. Really? Like, where, where, where were you born? Like 1984, 1985? Uh, I'm an 86-er. 86? I remember Expo 86. Jesus yep. Christ, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in grade four for Expo 86. Good God, you are old. And my wife wasn't even born yet. Huh. No, she was. I'm not that much of a cradle robber, but <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, why don't we move on to possibly some interesting news? Uh, oh boy. Um, which is that there are rumors about Xbox's Project Scarlet, and it sounds like possibly Microsoft is double doubling down on the cloud and uh, investing in that cloud-based future because the cloud has worked so good for them so far. All right, before we go too much further onto this, I'm going to teach a lesson um, to our friend, because I, I just clicked onto the article, and our boy, uh, Andrew Gilbert, who is one of the stellar news people over at COG Connected. Um, Andrew, you need to get your, your red right. I'm not an editor anymore, but that header is more orange. It's not the right red. And even though it's not my site anymore, it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> you know what uh, I'm talking about. It yeah. needs to be the right red. Yeah, Look I'm at staring it. at it. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. the orange. He's he's not new, new, but new enough that, you know what? People make mistakes. And he's probably going to be laughing. He's going to listen. He's going to be like, I knew that Sean guy was an asshole. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah, he's right. No, but he writes good articles. He's got a good head for news. And uh, this one, this is some particularly interesting news just because of the fact that where they're actually, you know, again, this is not necessarily true at this point. Um, you know, we're, we're still running the rumor mill, but basically two consoles, one in the home that's going to be your hard copies of games and one where you play your games, a cloud-based console, which is a big if they pull that off is a huge jump don't you think i mean it's a, you're kind of yeah. already doing that with things like playstation now and uh steam streaming so i i mean it's a bit of a shift and and definitely a shift for the console market but i don't think it's really a game changer unless it's, it's a, unless it's really cheap well no but i mean i don't i actually i don't use uh playstation now um for example but I mean, you look at something like uh, like Game Pass, you're still downloading the whole thing onto your console. You know what I mean? In mm. terms of streaming, I mean, we also got to consider that this is going to be a step above what the One X already offers. So you're looking at the quality of game, the amount of memory and everything else that's going to take to run these things. So running these things, streaming is actually pretty impressive. Sure, but, but, that's, but that's like years and years down the road, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't know, it just it feels like we're still in that era though where like, you know, you can be sitting ten feet away from your Wi-Fi modem or whatever and go, Why isn't my fucking Wi-Fi working? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I don't know, like, I'd want my shit to be, like, on lock, where, like, I can walk a thousand feet away and I'm still going to get my damn, you know, I'm still going to get my damn Wi-Fi before I was willing to commit to complete streaming when it came to my games. Well, I think at this point, like, Microsoft is going to have to march into my house and plug me directly into the internet before I'd consider streaming as the only option for gaming. That's why it's good that they're releasing two consoles simultaneously, if it's true. There you go. See, because if, if it's like you get one where it's like, let's do the cloud experiment, and one where you hold the hand of the naysayers and say, fine, you can still have your traditional games, even though, guess what, fuckers? We're definitely doing away with digital ownership and ownership in general of our titles in the future because it's just a better strategy for us. So, you know, strap into that fucking ride because it's happening. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Do you do you do you think that they're viewing it as that model where it's like a I subscription think, fee? I think the Netflix of games is 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 in the minds of many people, especially considering what a runaway fucking success story that company slowly but surely turned into. Like I remember the first couple of years that Netflix itself was like running and they were operating deep in the red for like the first two or three years until they like suddenly, slowly but surely started turning into like the place people go to watch television. Okay. Okay, but but here, like, here's here's the thing that I'm thinking though. Everybody, I mean, and when I say everybody, I mean I mean it loosely. But everybody watches TV and watches movies, so Netflix is an easier sell. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, gaming is getting bigger and bigger all the time. But is there enough room under a subscription fee that people would find appealing? Right, because you know what, especially this market, people are cheap as hell, right? And they'll yell and scream for something being a dollar overpriced as far as they're concerned, right? So is there enough gamers to go around to buy into this system that will pay a certain amount of subscription fee, whatever that may be, that's gonna float all the games we're seeing these days? Think about how many games we're seeing now, for example, in comparison to even five years ago, you know, I remember summer used to be slow, but there's still a fairly solid release schedule over summer, for example. So, so yeah, like, do you think there's enough uh, gaming's gotten big enough? And then X, under that Xbox brand in particular, where we're all going to buy in and that's going to float the company? See, I, it, I, it just seems like, I don't know, it just seems like it, that's too big a dream. I mean, I want it to be true. I'm, I'm, I'm on, but I'm man. I think it'll take time to for, to adjust to that sort of model, but I think it's what uh, certain like people like high up on the chain are aiming for because it's like, okay, yeah, it's a it's a long term dream, but at the same time, if they can make that work, they could potentially change the face of the fucking industry, and I think that's the sort of thing they're looking for, especially with the rising costs of production and shipping and like the the fucking unsustainability of the physical media model that I think like that's just not something we can continue doing for on a long enough time scale. We need to be moving to a strictly uh, digital landscape for some of these things. Like that's, that's just the direction we're kind of heading in and it just makes sense that they want to like push for that. And Microsoft's already lit the fuse on that rocket with game pass. They clearly believe that that's the way that it's going to be going forward. They're putting all of their first party stuff on game pass. So, yeah, you know, you and, pay the subscription and you're, and you're all in on the Xbox brand. So if they can prove that that model works this generation and then roll that out next generation as a subscription, I think it 
would have the, at least the potential to be wildly successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I mean, on that, on that front, I mean, I would tend to agree because I'm all in on Game Pass. It just seems like it's such a minuscule cost in comparison to buying a new game every month. Right. I mean, what is it? 10 bucks or 12 bucks or something a month. Right. I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. I've been, I don't even notice the money disappearing at that point. So yeah. As long as Nintendo doesn't do it, because I love their stupid little cartridges. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, download. Can... I was gonna download Octopath Traveler, and I, I actually um, decided to wait a week so I could order it and have it delivered to my home instead, because I want I want the little cartridge. Have you tasted the cartridge? Yeah, they're awful. I mean, only the only reason I did it is because of the big kerfuffle back when like they first came out. And my kid, I told my kid that I'm, I'm like, yeah, they taste bad because they don't want like babies to swallow them. And he, he didn't believe me. And I'm like, no, it's true. And then he wanted me to, to, to lick it <laughs> to prove it. I'm like, but I could fake it. But he didn't care. So yeah, no, they're gross. Uh. <laughs> uh. So I got these, I've got some uh, Nintendo games that I'm not all that interested in anymore. I don't know if you guys are down, but I'm, I'm selling them. They've only been licked once or twice. Hmm. No? Right. No? I mean, if it's only once or twice, you know, I, I, can, I can buy a once licked game card. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure if I want your DNA in my house, though. <laughs> you know, never mind. I'm not going to make a joke. <laughs> I mean, that you it's know, too late. I have it's too much respect and... for, I mean, more your wife than you, but I'm not about to make any <laughs> DNA jokes in your house or anything like that it's just that's just bad form well thanks for that um, <laughs> up next here in the news the news the news where's your uh, segue i don't have one I threw for you this off because, your game didn't i well i mean there's not really anywhere to go with this one because yeah. this article is just that sean murray was very excited about no man's sky when he started talking about it originally I think I don't know. I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, I think it's a really good example of, um, you know, a developer getting a chance to actually kind of make good. I mean, the dude got death threats, right? And I mean, I'll never, ever, ever say that that sort of attitude from the gaming community is okay. You know, Um, he admits that he got overly excited, and you know that that. The game when it released wasn't what even they hoped it to be and they were under timelines and everything else but like he quotes he's like i remember thinking to myself maybe when you're sending a death threat about butterflies in a game you might be the bad guy you know like you need to chill gaming community you need Mm -hmm. to relax and then in his defense is a lot of companies would have thrown their hands up in the air by now and said meh i guess we're done you know the fact that they committed and two years later we've got a game that's completely different and that everything that i've even seen just today right from people who are just getting their hands on it today is it's vastly different and it's vastly improved and they've been dropping these improvements of course over the past god knows how long so i mean i don't know i think it's just a good example of giving credit where credit is due where they didn't put their tail in between their legs and run you know they, they yeah. stuck around and, and, and improved their game and took their lumps, even though they didn't deserve it as bad 
as they got it. Yeah, and well, the internet of trolls and uh, the perpetually angry have moved on because they're now mad that the Fallout 76 beta isn't happening till October. I... How are they mad I, about that? Like, who cares? I, I don't think it's something to get mad about. I think it is something to get kind of concerned about mm -hmm. because the game is coming out mid-November, and if the beta's starting in October... That doesn't leave a huge window for addressing any enormous problems that might come from a persistently online Bethesda game. Now, I, I mean, like I've said before, I'm sure ESO has taught them many things about, like, uh, producing content in such an environment, but this is a company whose bugs are so famous they basically won a fucking lawsuit using them so i mean like maybe give yourselves a tiny bit more time for testing well hopefully it's going to be a little more insulated from the bugs that you might see in a persistently online game because the uh the instances are so small i think they said it's like 12 to 20 players or something so hopefully they're not going to get the same kind of bugs that you'd see in a you know world of warcraft or something i think yeah, I think that's going to make a huge difference. But yeah, I mean, they are having a beta, so that's cool. Uh, and probably a pretty good idea for people to play that before they pre-order the game. Don't pre-order the game yet. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. James doesn't know what it is. Sean doesn't know what it is. I have no probably clue. Todd Howard probably doesn't really even know what this game is yet, so uh, probably don't pre-order it until you've played it in the beta. Speaking of, of pre-order, are you guys, like, in the... Never pre-order camp. Yes. Yeah. You are. Yeah, for sure. Firmly. I okay, don't but that anymore. But have you always been, or is that something that's like you've kind of navigated that way over time? Uh, it's definitely something I've come to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've gotten worse for sure. Um, you know, maybe ten-ish years ago, I might have pre-ordered something because I knew it would be a good game, but you know, things are just. It's so tenuous now, and everything comes out broken, so there's really no reason to pre-order. Like, why would you do that? You can, you know, get it at the drop of a hat on whichever console marketplace you feel like buying from, so you don't need to pre-order from a store. They're not going to run out of digital copies. But, but, but what about the sweet extras? Like, the skins, bro. I hate that. Exclusive I hate that. skins. Oh, that's the worst. I hate it so much. Because I yeah. want the skins. I want them yes. real bad, but I'm not going to pay for them. I'm not going to pre-order. And I hate... Such a load of shit. I'm, and you know what? And you're right. And I hate that I fall for it as often as I do. I'm not all... I'm, I'm very rarely a pre-order person. You know what I mean? But like every once in a while, I'll get duped. Uh, I think the last pre-order I did was God of War. But I felt really comfortable on my on my decision to press that pre-order button. You know what I mean? But not every game is going to offer you that level of like almost like a guarantee. Like you know that this game is going to be a good game and a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, do you feel like you get nailed by the digital deluxe version syndrome where you're like, oh, mm, well, there's an extra Every mission time. and a half and you know uh now my character can wear red instead of just gray and Every you know goddamn time actually 
I finally, finally like stood up and went like, nope, not this time to uh, the Detroit Become Human uh, Digital Deluxe. And Digital Deluxe is... But the reason was, yeah. like, it included Heavy Rain. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not paying the extra 10 bucks. And sure enough, the next month, it's free on PlayStation Plus, which I already damn well pay for. Oh, have. man, that's dirty. So that's I won. That's a dirty move. But for me, I'm like, ah, that's right. I win this round. But I, I, that's exactly the thing that I thought was like, Sony coming in realizing that like a good half of their fucking install base probably bought Detroit and then and you know a good number of them also bought the digital deluxe and then you throw it in their face that oh you could have gotten this game for free bitches like I would have been mad I probably would have been literally angry even though when in the whole scheme of things it would have cost me ten dollars five dollars if you include that Brad's supposed to pay for half like, <laughs> you know, it, but yeah, I probably would have been pretty upset and rightfully so. Way to dig up that joke that, uh, only made sense to one person twice hey, in one cast. Hey, 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 I, I mean, I'm not going to put myself on the same level as, you know, even your lowest level of comedian, but isn't that how they do it during a standup? Like they make a joke like halfway through and then they wrap it all up by tying back into that same joke. Yeah, but that's assuming that the joke is funny the first time. Why you gotta be a dick about it? <laughs> that's what I gotta do. That's how I roll. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, it's usually me being the asshole. So, I mean, what's that saying? What's, I don't know, what goes around comes around? That That is a saying. I probably deserve it. In the end, I probably deserve... All the shit that you guys pile upon me, whether I'm here or not. I can absolutely guarantee that that's true. Here I thought we were all friends, but, you know, what the fuck do I know? Bastards. Well, why don't, why don't we rekindle this friendship by talking about the releases of the week? Is there much this week? It seemed like this was a slow week. Very slow. Uh, there is No Man's Sky on X1. There's the aforementioned Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2 on all the consoles. And I could have sworn this was out, I don't know, five, six, seven times already, but the Banner Saga 3. Uh, not 3, but I mean 1 and 2, obviously. Um, I swear I've seen review copies for that game sliding across the desk, I don't know, half a dozen times this year already. Maybe it just keeps coming out for different systems, and it's like, it. well, now it's for the Switch, and now it's for the phone, and now it's for the Etch-a-Sketch, you know? They, they gotta make sure that they fucking get to as many customers as possible, right? Mm. You know, I'm glad though that, like, I mean, I haven't played the Banner Saga games, um, mostly because they're just, they're just not a, a genre that I would tend to uh, dive into. But I do like when you see, I mean, this is a small indie company throwing these games together that they see enough success that they're able to take it to a three, you know, and feel confident that they're going to succeed, you know, because every game is, you know, in the indie world, every game is such a huge risk. I mean, I'm seeing it more and more where, you know, I, I see the amount of, of, of sweat equity that developers put into games um, you know, trying to promote them, right? Being on the other side of trying to get people to just listen 
and you know breaking through the noise right now is hard you know so when you see a small studio get a win and then be good enough to do it you know two times after that i mean that's awesome i mean i i wish we saw more of it hmm. yeah and the uh, the first two bonner i almost said bonner saga banner saga uh <laughs> games they have really really nice art so they're are, uh, gorgeous to look at. So if you're looking for something casual to play, I'm guessing this will be this will be a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I played a bit of the first one and I thought it was pretty dope. But like something about like the challenge level at the time I tried it kind of like put me off because I think I had like seven or eight of the things already kind of fighting for that spot in the queue. Mm. But like I think if you're into that sort of uh, uh, turn-based strategy game, then it's probably one you can't really pass up i mean if that, if that specific subgenre appeals to you there you go well put speaking of a uh, uh, uh turn-based strategy i think we already touched on this a while ago but like do any of you guys have mutant year zero on your radar it's something i'm keeping in mind although i mean like uh it's it still feels too distant to really like be in my thoughts all that much for me it's just like it honestly like it's a genre that i don't touch that because of the world that this particular one is built in that i have a lot more interest in which which kind of surprises me like i usually wouldn't touch a game like this with a 10 foot pole like XCOM, like not even tiny amount of interest and then suddenly I see a duck and I'm like, oh God, I'm all in, you know, but something about this game, I, I mean, I only know it from surface level, same way that you guys, uh, you know, whatever you've seen in terms of trailers and stuff, but it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm like really hyped on like maybe diving into one of my, not my first, but one of the first turn-based games that I've, that I've played in a long, long time. Hey, Sean, you want to hear a secret? <gasps> Tell me your secret. I've played Mutant Year Zero. Ah, uh, did you get an E3 appointment for it? I sure did. Did you meet Carly? Uh, no. Every time I went past the Focus booth, Carly was not there. I asked every time. Oh, that's too bad. She's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you meet uh, anybody yeah. from Evolve? Yeah, I met Ryan. I met Jesse. Ryan's nice. Jesse's nice. That's very diplomatic. Yeah, we saw a whole bunch of football people when we were at the uh, Cyberpunk booth. Oh, yeah, and Tom. Probably Tom would have been there. Yeah, and Tom. Yeah. Big boss man. But, yeah. That's, um, the, that's the bro who signs my paychecks. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> Science sealed delivered. Digitally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally, digitally. Again, I just assumed it was with a quill, but that's kind of where my head is <laughs> normally. So. so what were your thoughts on it, Paul, from the little bit that you got your, your hands on it? So, I mean, the the combat stuff, it is XCOM. It is a complete and utter ripoff of XCOM, so if you don't like that kind of game, you will not like the combat in Mutant Year Zero. That said, um, outside of combat, it's actually kind of an exploration game. So you're not just locked into a mission list where you're picking missions and then going out and doing combat. You kind of wander around the map, and then you can um, you know, stealth take down some enemies or, you know, finally get spotted and then get pushed into the turn-based combat. So the exploration stuff is all real-time, sneaking around and exploring the map. And they didn't Sweet. say this specifically, but it kind of 
felt like the map might be just open, like an open world map, which would be really, really cool. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with turn-based games. Like, it's like I mean, crap, half the games I grew up on were turn-based, you know what I mean? But like you're talking about how where you just kind of like, okay, now you're on this mission and now you're on this mission. Um, that doesn't necessarily appeal. The fact that like maybe you're able to wander around the world and there's a it's a bit more of an adventure slash exploration, like you say, that kind of pulls me in because I still enjoy that combat. I just need more than that. Yeah, it's um, it seems like there is quite a bit of lore and stuff too. It's based on a Swedish pen and paper game called Mutant. So there's a lot of, um, I don't know, backstory that they can dig into and pull out of that pen and paper game because presumably it's as in-depth as something like a Dungeons and Dragons and there's all kinds of you know creatures and, and situations and stuff that characters will be getting themselves into. And yeah, one of the characters is a duck. Well, I've looked at, um, I looked up some of the pen and paper stuff Um and then saw some of the covers from some of the uh, the, the books. And they have all sorts, like, there was, like, a badger character, a bear character, like, but all sorts of, like, these mutant-style crossovers. And, I mean, um, I can't speak to it for sure because it's not a game that I'm, I'm working on. But, um, I mean, apparently there might be more characters coming. I don't know. Um, they they wouldn't tell me. They wouldn't tell me how many characters there are, but I got the sense that there are quite a few more than what they've shown. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, and that, I think that's the same thing that that's on our end is that I mean, Carly probably knows. I mean, because it's her job to, you know, to get on and market the game. Um, but uh, she hasn't divulged to us mostly because she knows that we all have big mouths. Um, that maybe there might be more on the way, but again, yeah, we don't, I don't know anything, but it just seems it's like, you know, the, 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 the initial three that they chose, there's definitely gotta be more than that. And they can, they can go anywhere. I mean, with the, the way that they've designed these characters, I mean, it's limitless what sort of, what sort of stuff they could come up with. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to really find out more about this game. And I hope that I actually get my hands on it like a little early kind of see what the build's like now versus when it actually releases well they're shooting for this fall so uh um there should be more coming soon i imagine they'll uh, be showing it again at gamescom so maybe there'll be some more information there i think so if i'm um if i remember correctly carly is booking appointments right now for uh for that game um yeah so guys um, yeah, yeah. I I don't have a perfect list topic. What? <sighs> you heartless monster. Uh. <laughs> I, I've been racking my brain for the last 10 minutes while Sean was uh, on his uh, Mutant Year Zero rant-ish thing. So you, technically I was buying you some time. Mutants. I was yeah, buying you he, time. While Sean was buying me time, I was incapable of thinking up a perfect list topic. I know. I know. Um, okay. But hey, I've uh, I've succeeded like twenty times already. So that's why you're the host, bro. You you. We don't put thought into this. <laughs> well, you know, maybe one of you other guys could contribute once in a while. It wouldn't be so bad. Let me. 
you excuse me for the ticky tickies because I have an idea. Just give me give me a second. Okay. And we can you know insert James's comment about how loud how loud my um, my keyboard is. Would you just have like anvil fingers or what? Nah, mechanical keyboard, man. It's like it's just it's it's just loud. Hmm. Hmm. James, do you have any ideas? For a perfect list, I did think that we should follow up with last week's conversation about video game movies that are great, but I mean, that just feels like seven blank spaces and three long arguments. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if this is enough that we'd be able to come up with this sort of stuff off the top of our head, because... We, come on, man. Well, we did talk about Bethesda glitches. So, how about the top 10 glitches in video games? That seems hard, though. That's hard. That's not... You have to remember a specific glitch. This is so much more than us just remembering a game that we liked. Or a game that we didn't like. Or a game that we remember for X thing. What about 10 products that definitely should not get a mini version? What do you mean a mini version? Well, oh, there's like the, the mini Super Commodore 64, the, the, the mini Super Nintendo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. oh. I mean, are there really 10 products? Yes. Really? Most of them. Most products that exist should not have mini versions. Well, no, but I, I, no, I agree with you, <laughs> but I'm like, like, that's about the most random thing ever. Like, you know, my beer glass. I would not like a mini version of my beer glass. There's Mostly one. All right, one mini. down, nine to go. <laughs> yeah, Here we go. Right. <laughs> nine, ten miniature, ten pieces of gaming hardware that we don't need to come back in a smaller, more convenient format. Hey. Can we, can, what about and or bigger? Because no one needed the fucking Duke to come back. <laughs> that's true what a use you know i don't know anybody who bought that who actually is going to play it they literally bought that to put it on a shelf and go look at this stupidly big controller i have well the thing about that is you need three or four people standing on one side of the stick in order to push it over you know <laughs> direct your character i mean it's not xbox's biggest controller to be fair they did have a larger one in the Duke? Yeah, don't you remember that fucking mech combat game for original Xbox had a custom controller that was the size of a fucking coffee table? And like... Mech Assault? It had... No, it was like a Mech Warrior game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it was like a Mech Assault game. And like, for the, for OG Xbox, and the, 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 the controller was like half the size of my fucking desk, and it had like a hundred buttons on it, and if you, like, punched the eject button in the middle of a fight, you would, like, scrub your save file. Because it was like, oh, I guess you're out of the mech. I guess you're done. <laughs> you're not was, just uh, ejecting from the mech. You're ejecting from the game as a whole. Fuck this game. Yeah. Eject, eject. It was, yeah, it was just... a Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion, yes. Jesus. Now that is the biggest fucking controller. No, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, sounds... no, 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 no,
the setup for, I had someone back when I was still with COG, um, I believe I got a review request for this thing and it was for a controller for a, a, a farm simulator. And it was this giant fucking three panel thing. Like, you know, you can drive your tractor, your, I can't remember what they call the things, the, uh, like thresher. The, yeah, thresher. There's a combi combine. Combine. Com I'm like calm, 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 calm something. Yeah, no, like they literally, it's this three panel thing. So you've got your giant steering wheel and you've got this big panel on the left and this big panel on the right just to play farming simulator. And I'm like, that just seems a little extra. Okay, this sounds like a list of the 10 stupidest video game peripherals. Oh, I got one that I can add on to that right now then. I mean, if we're just like, if we're, okay. if we're okay. just throwing shit to the wind, you know what I saw today? Like literally today. Um, and I don't want to say it's stupid, but it just seems like it's going to throw you the fuck off, was a VR water slide. So they put you in a real water slide, but then they give you a VR mask run by like a Samsung, right? So it's probably whatever, like a Samsung gear, I guess. But you're going down a physical water slide while watching uh, this VR. And I got to think that your equilibrium would be thrown off AF. Like, you're going to vomit by the time you hit the bottom of that thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not just that you're going to vomit. It's that the thing you're sliding on will not be water and will be puke by the time you get down. Like, they'll have to, like, double the, like, water pressure running down the fucking slide just to, like, rinse off all the, like, the yak or whatever because, like, holy cow. Well, see, the, here's the thing, though. Like, I've done a VR roller coaster. It was an actual... It was at uh, uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain uh, just outside of L.A. So it was like a steel roller coaster. It had, like, a full-out loop-de-loop, all that sort of stuff, right? But you put on VR before you left the station. And so um, I was basically seeing like an alien firefight, which was super badass. But because I was more, I would say, on rails with the with the roller coaster, I didn't walk away from that feeling like like getting an upset gut or anything like that. But with a roller coaster or, or with sort of with a water slide, you're sloshing around. So like you're back and forth on way more constantly. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't think that the average stomach could handle that. The way that people tend to react to VR. Do you know what that thing's called? Which one? The thing you're talking about. The 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 um um. Give me a sec here. You, the 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 water slide one. Samsung VR water slide thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Give me a sec. I'm. I, I can actually get. I can actually get you. The. I just need to open up some things that do some stuff. So I've got one like that is indisputable and uh that's the power glove oh Fuck the, the power, power glove i mean right. so bad it's you remember amazing how badass in it looked way. in the wizard though yeah it does yes. look amazing but like whose asinine idea was it to put all the buttons on the back of one of the hands you need to control the game with <laughs> like do you do you need a second person to wear the glove for you and then you just kind of hold their hand while you play, or what? No, that's like, okay, okay. If you want a great breakdown of how this thing quote-unquote works, uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd actually did a, like, 
rundown of all the Power Glove games because he has the glove, right? Still, and, he, and like, it works. Shows off. Yeah, um, at least at the time they did the video, and uh, I think a lot of it is like IR sensor stuff, sort of like the fucking the gun, right? But like way way shittier, like um, getting it to do any of the shit because that thing where you see him like waving it back and forth in front of the television, that. That's actually kind of how it's supposed to work, uh, at least as far as I understand, and it's hella busted. I yeah. got one. I got one. Do you guys remember yeah. the, uh, 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 the, uh, the 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 Tony Hawk skate deck for Tony Hawk? Oh my Ride? god! For like Tony Hawk Ride? That sucked. <laughs> that sucked. That was like at the end of when like. I honestly like to me that seemed like the beginning of the end for it, it's funny that like I'm going to tie this into rhythm games but it's just like we'd had this history of you know we'd seen the rock band we'd seen the guitar hero and all that stuff and then everybody had a living room full of plastic peripherals where they finally went no that's enough because I mean one it didn't work you know but to like what a it just didn't, it, it wasn't intuitive at all. It seemed like the stupidest thing. And the game sucked. So that didn't yeah, help it. So the game really you're totally, sucked. You're totally right. Whereas, like, it, it did feel connected where you had, like, okay, the guitars. Okay, this is cool. Now we get guitars and drums. Okay, this is getting a little weird. Now we get the guitars, the drums, and the microphones, and it's just, like, getting kind of cluttered. Then Tony fucking Hawk comes in and is like, guys, 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 I got a skateboard. And we were, like, collectively, nope, that's it. We don't care about these games anymore. All of us at once. We just decided. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happened, actually. Okay, so I'm going to admit that I'm not, like, the most well-versed in this category. That I'm like, okay, what are some of the weird things that I remember? And I'm like, you know, trying to rack my brain. I did hop onto the Googles for a quick second. And I didn't even know that this thing existed. But apparently, there was a Wu-Tang Clan W-shaped controller. Oh my god, that's right. That it's was like, a real thing? It's like a woo-shaped. Yeah, because um, I don't know if it's something that somebody designed afterwards. Or like they tried to release like the it. the most awkward thing to hold in your hand. Yeah, I bet it's uh, impossibly useless. But I mean, like, people got used to the Dreamcast one for a few months before that system died in the water. But hey uh, Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Huh. What do you know? That's pretty stupid. Well, yeah, 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 it's pretty stupid. Um, I don't think any of our bodies were, in fact, ready for the Wii balance board. Oh Did anybody actually use that? Didn't they have, like, a fucking, like, a yoga game or, like, something? Wii, like, Wii Fit? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the Wii Fit thing, right? Like, Ugh. oh, yeah, people used it. Nobody that I know. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. I think my sister and her brother-in-law had one. Were their bodies oh. ready? I mean, like, at first, but I feel like eventually it did, in fact, get pushed to the dustbin or to the dust hell or whatever it is that happens to peripherals that nobody uses anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and keeping on the Wii train, because, I mean, Nintendo is obviously at this point infamous for just useless peripherals. Did anybody actually use the Wii wheel and think that it actually friggin' worked? For, like, Mario Kart, for literally anything. Well, no. you only had it for Mario no. Kart. The Wii Wheel sucked. That was a stupid peripheral. 
Yeah, if you got stuck with that thing when you were playing Mario Kart, the first thing you did was like pop it, like like disconnect it and just use the fucking Wiimote. No, no, no. We had rules. You had the Wii wheel. You you had the Wii wheel. Oh my god. What kind of savages do you play Mario Kart with? Yeah, holy my shit, that's... My wife and kid and I want to win. So, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so that's seven. Can we each come up with one more? Are we at seven useless peripherals? You bet we are. Okay, so how about this one? I'm not sure if it's useless because I never had it because I was not that well off when I was a kid. Did anybody actually use the super scope? Ever? Ugh. I mean, it was functional? I think it did what it was supposed to do. It was stupid, though. <laughs> it seems like we're on, like, a real shit on Nintendo um, tangent here. <laughs> They're so peripheral heavy. Okay, okay. Do you guys remember the Rob the Robot? Did anybody use Rob the Robot? Rob the Robot? I was... Rob the Robot wasn't going to be my next choice, but I was going to throw in the DK Bongos, because what the fuck? Oh my god, the Bongos. <laughs> like, okay, the Bongos definitely world. belong. The Bongos definitely have to be on the list. Oh my yeah, god. That the DK. shit was hilarious. Okay, so you, I looked up the Steel Battalion controller. Holy crap. It had pedals and everything. <laughs> yeah. I told you, man, it's fucking enormous. It's That's got like insane. a clutch pedal on it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused just looking at it. That's insane. Man. Apparently people pay hundreds of dollars for them now. I think you had to pay almost hundreds of dollars for them when they first came out. They were so fucking, like, over the top. Wow. Yeah, pretty fucking extra, huh? And I just looked up a picture of the Wu-Tang Shaolin pad. It was for PlayStation. Oh, man. I can That's so weird. Like, your your L, L and R buttons are at, like, the on the corner of the upper W. Like, so it, defi it definitely belongs, right? It, yeah, that is not conducive to playing games at all. That's mm. awful. Uh, what do you guys think about putting Connect on this list? I might argue that, actually. Only you think because... It, you think it was a good video game peripheral? I think good is a stretch, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of people use it. Otherwise, you know, like, I, I don't know if it was the 1S or the 1X or whatever, people are losing their minds that they can't actually connect them anymore. Um, Who? Who? Lots of I saw lots of people Twitter especially blew up over it because you know because they can't get the adapter to adapt the uh, X the One X to the Connect and stuff like that like I mean I got a fair amount of use out of it with um, like stuff like Dance Central I actually had a lot of fun with Dance Central um, and I mean and I just saw the the, the Maybe not as a video game peripheral, but I saw some really amazing stuff where they would use the Kinect outside of video games and in, like, the medical field and stuff. I'm like, it really did a lot of cool stuff, you know? Yeah. I would view it as a failed experiment in a sense in that, like, it didn't catch on the way that they wanted. But I don't entirely agree that it was a completely useless video game peripheral. Mm. The Wii Bowling Ball was a useless video game peripheral. 
I didn't even know that existed until right what now. What the fuck? That's <laughs> not, that's not a real thing. Are you serious? <laughs> there was a Wii bowling ball that went along with Wii Sports. Oh my god. You, like, yeah. What yeah. about, what about the, uh, the Dreamcast fishing controller? Fuck that thing. Who used that? People who played bass fishing on Dreamcast? Okay, those people. I guess. They made a controller out of a slime. I'm like busy now. Like I'm seriously, I'm like looking on Google because I'm like, okay, we're getting down to the dregs here of like the, the you know, we're at nine. What are we going to come up with? And I've just found like this treasure trove of really ridiculous video game peripherals. There was a, a PlayStation controller that was shaped like a slime, like out of Dragon Quest. It's this giant bulbous thing that's not conducive to playing video games at all. Huh. You don't there's say. A, there's a Katana controller. Katana, the soul for PlayStation. I didn't know that was a thing either. I am learning so much right now. This this should be like the perfect list, let's educate ourselves edition, where we all learn a thing or two about what kind of wacky nonsense people will spend money on in order to try to play the old video games. What the fuck? What the so, frick is a U-Force? John, uh, I, feel like, I feel like we're going to lose you. I feel like yeah, there's a I rabbit hole he, opening he up. might be gone already. I'm down the rabbit hole, guys. Because, real talk, I think if, I'm, if I go down and go over the things that we've gone over, like we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine items, I... I, I I think you're going to have to pick one of these wacky Google search results if you want to, like, stick with it. <gasps> what, 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 what? The Roll and Rocker for the NES. Roll and Rocker, the radical action controller for all of your Nintendo games. What does it say here? Minigame controllers can be misguided or badly designed, but few could actually end up making you break your neck. The Roland Rocker from NES shovelware developer LJN is a disastrous mm -hmm. idea that's an injury lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> it's a platform on top of a ball that allows gamers to step onto it and rock the unit around in order to control the NES D-pad. That is a horrible idea. So I like mean, just the actual D-pad? Did did people die using this thing? Like were there like Injuries of some sort because that sounds really dangerous. It really does, considering it, like how quickly sometimes you have to use, like how quickly you move your thumbs on a D-pad, and like transferring that to your feet. That is a ridiculous thing. Yeah, I think I think you would get in order to get good enough at a game with the Roland Rocker, you would have to literally risk life and limb in order to 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 get them skills. You know. We're like, guys, look at how great I am at playing Mega Man. Oh, and Billy's dead. Let's get all the ambulance. All right. So I'm going to, I'm just throwing this out there because I found this thing on the Googles as I was frantically searching. And I don't know if this is going to qualify for, for worst peripheral, but the fact that there's something out there that exists and it's specifically for the game Res called the Trance Vibrator just you know oh, 
I, hey, I've heard <laughs> tell of this thing, and apparently it is a transcendent experience. But, you know... <laughs> you Go know. on, what do you, what do you, what do you got to say, okay, Sean? Okay, okay, so what you're saying, Sean, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think what you're saying is that if I go to Pornhub right now, I can find videos of somebody playing Res while somebody else is getting their rocks off. Oh my... Oh, Sean, don't do it. I just... Res trans vibrator. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Did you... Oh, no, I spelt it wrong. Did you mean res trans vibrator Pornhub? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, wait, does that, does that qualify this as the worst peripheral or the best Or peripheral? the best? <laughs> I don't know. Ask my wife. What a bunch. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. So we do, in fact, need a tenth item on this list. But there's that so many. That one, that one's clearly best. We can't put that under worst. Oh no, that's legendary video game peripheral right there. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. The Wii bowling ball sounded pretty stupid. There was that, um, the Wii Vitality sensor, too. Wasn't it like a heart rate sensor or something? Yeah, and it, it, I don't think it ever had a game that used it. Really? So, like, not one game? I don't think so. That's stupid. Hey, what about that, um... I think it was Resident Evil 4. They had a controller that came out that was literally the shape of a chainsaw. Oh shit, I remember that thing. Yeah, was that's that really four? I remember that stupid thing. Um It was Resident Evil 4 for GameCube. PS2, yep. RE4 on PS2. The uh the, the, the chainsaw controller. Though. That was on the GameCube though. It was yeah, GameCube first, but then like, yeah, it came it, on uh, the uh, controller the con was a no. PS PS2 controller. I'm almost positive it was the other way around that it came out on. Oh no! The, the chainsaw controller was for the GameCube. I'm almost positive. I remember that silly thing. Nope, I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. It's a PS2 controller. <laughs> I'm, this is a great looking controller, complete with blood splattering and display stand. Ooh. But it's just well, impossible it's... to play the game for with any length, or play the game with any. Wow, the sentence "play the game with" for any length of time. Well, then they made both versions because there's definitely one for sale on uh, Amazon. That's PS2. And it's really ridiculous looking at it, like looking at the placement of buttons. Yeah, that's awful. That is stupid. Okay. Okay. I vote that it becomes the 10th item on the shitty video game peripherals. However, with an addendum that if somebody were to like find a way to um, adapt that specific controller to some game where you play as like fucking 
Jason from Friday the 13th, right? Well, if you could do that, then it becomes the best controller instead well, of the worst controller. Now that we've thrown it out there, uh, to quote the, the, the great Jeff Goldblum, I would say life uh, finds a way. And uh, we might actually see that happen now. Fuck yes. <laughs> Let's make I'm it a still... reality. Press X community, please, God, someone make it happen. Let James play a Jason game with the Resident Evil chainsaw controller. Make it happen. I'm still reeling from the res trans vibrator, guys. That's, um, that is something. That is that is something. <laughs> so then the uh, the ten worst video game peripherals ever conceived include the Steel Battalion controller, the VR water slide thing, power glove, <laughs> Tony Hawk rideboard, the Wu Tang W controller, the Wii balance board, the Wii wheel, the Donkey Kong bongos, Rob. And the RE4 Chainsaw Controller, with a special mention uh, for the best video game peripheral of all time, the Res Trans Vibrator. <laughs> I feel yes. like like we should almost like we're basically three quarters of the way of like a top ten shit on Nintendo list. <laughs> like we're pretty close. <laughs> Well, they're like so peripheral heavy. You could do like a, 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 a another list for next week that's just like all those hot hits from the NES, the Super NES. Well, the fucking, I mean, it's not a uh, it's not a peripheral, but uh, you know, we could go into the Virtual Boy. That was a that was oh, a bomb. Oh fuck! What about the Game Boy Camera? That was a real hey, gem. Yeah, right. Uh, you know Who what? Used that people, I'm sure. I, you know what? I think. Um, back in the day, Nintendo Power probably had like a, uh, a fucking contest where people who had that camera would send in their dumbest, coolest, weirdest pictures, and they probably got showcased. I, I feel like I do remember this when I was subscribed to the magazine, where people were like, check it out, I use my Game Boy camera to do crazy shit, and... So, what, think, what you're saying is that the Game Boy camera might be the source of dick pics. Yeah, where it all began. I feel like the camera is the source of dick pics, but you know, yeah, let's 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 blame it on Game Boy. Ah, uh, yes, the modern era of dick pics perhaps began with the yeah, Game Boy camera. Yeah, I'm sure camera. there's a Wang-based daguerreotype out there that we just haven't uncovered yet. Trust me, man. It's you know what? I already went down. You know what? I'm I'm willing to do this for the the, the cast. <laughs> I already went down the rabbit hole with the oh God. the res uh, vibrator, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna Google first dick pic ever and see what the first the hist there's an article devoted to the history of the dick pic, and of course it's from BuzzFeed, and I'm not gonna click the link. You know what? I think that's as far as I'm gonna go. Yep, that baby's staying blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, uh, wait up. Holy shit. Okay, so this is from Wired Magazine. So, a little more reputable than BuzzFeed. Did you know the first dick pic allegedly landed on the moon on November 19th, 1969? <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> I'm clicking that link, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. We sent a dick pic to the moon, and we're doing it again. <laughs> what? If that's not the most America fuck yeah thing I've ever heard, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that transcends Freedom. national borders, friend. That is, this that is, is humanity. So, this is great. A, the first dick pic allegedly landed on the moon November 19th, 1969. It blasted off from Earth five days earlier, hidden aboard Apollo 12's lunar lander by a mysterious NASA engineer known only as John F. When the Apollo astronauts careened back to Earth on November 24th, blah, 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 blah. The lander and its illicit cargo stayed on the moon, where it presumably remains today, thanks to the moon's notorious lack of atmosphere. So how do we know that there was actually... Yeah, we need pics of the dick pics. It says, in, well, it says, now it's possible that the cosmic phallus in question, crudely scribbled onto a ceramic tile no bigger than a thumbnail, wasn't genitalia at all. In fact, its artist, Andy Warhol, claimed the doodle is merely his initials. Oh, there's a picture of it. Oh, Did that's just... definitely a dick. Did you just say cosmic <laughs> phallus? Hey, I'm reading the article, man, word for word. <laughs> Did you just give us our next band name? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Andy Warhol is claiming the doodle is merely his initials. Okay. Artfully arranged. And if you choose to see it differently, well, then that's on you. Okay, I, you know what? Just for, just for posterity, I'm going to link this right now into the dock so you guys can see this so you guys can very quickly before we take off go and take a look for yourself go ahead and scroll on down and in the top left corner of that tiny oh yeah picture down, oh that's a dick undoubtedly that's oh yeah no that's if that's how andy warhol signs his name then he's just got dicks on all of his artwork uh, well <laughs> i might say something about andy warhol but <laughs> that is clearly a penis Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I tastefully, I tastefully uh, arranged my name in such a way that it looks like a dick and balls. Like, <laughs> wow, have we gone off the rails. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess that means it's time for us to get out of here, to get out of your hair for another week. But we will be back. We will be back with episode 27 next week. Um... Yeah, no idea who's going to be on that cast. No idea what the content will be. But then again, we know it will be entertaining. So uh, if you're still with us, thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, for myself and uh, James and Sean, we're signing off for now. But we will see you again in the future. Take her easy, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. We had fun with that one. Come on. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>